A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Going to go through our rapid review for round 25. We went through the NRL ladder as it stands right now, a little bit earlier today on the podcast. So if you'd like to go and have a listen to that, it's sort of us thinking about where we think it's going to go over the next two weeks, where teams are going to place and just where teams are at. Obviously, some very interesting conversations there. The Sharkies, which we're going to talk about very soon, a very interesting side. The Cowboys, the Newcastle Knights, the Canberra Raiders, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, probably the most interesting of them all. Definitely the most talented team that's probably underachieving at the moment. So plenty to rip into. That podcast is live. You can go and listen to that a little bit earlier today, either the one before this or two before this. But let's get stuck into our round 25 rapid review. Uh, I am not on Bloke in a Bar this week. I've got something on uh, Monday. We were actually meant to do the show on Sunday, but obviously Kempe, uh, he's got his baby due over the next few days or whatever it might be. Uh, so I'm not quite sure where all that's at, but I'm actually not able to make it on bloke in a bar this week. Uh, so we'll go through the rapid review here, and then we'll have new content to come over the next couple of days. So you won't miss out on anything. Plenty to come your way. Alright, let's get stuck into the first game. The Cronulla Sharks 32 over the North Queensland Cowboys 12. Um, I tipped the Sharkies to win on bloke in a bar earlier in the week. By the time the game came around, I was all over the Cowboys, to be honest with you. I thought up there, coming off a bye, I thought they'd put in a good performance here. And early on, early signs were the Cowboys we're about to put in a, a really good knock. Scotty Drinkwater scored early. Mulatalo did hit back, but then Valame scored, and you sort of thought, okay, here we go. The Cowboys are starting to get into their groove, and then the Sharkies, it was their big men that stood up. Tommy Hazelton, he scored. Bloke loves a try, Tommy Hazelton. Big bit of gear, too. Very, very talented. Royce the Choice Hunt, one of our favorites. We all know his story. Nice little try there. Wade Graham, what a resurgence. What a resurgence from Wade Graham. He really has helped to fix up that left edge. I wasn't convinced just yet. The other night was pretty damn impressive. You've got to give credit to him. Then Nico Hines, I thought he was probably the best on ground. He was sensational. Nico Hines scored the last try there. A big super coach score for you guys that held him out there. If you captained him, you would have done pretty nicely there. Would have been a pretty ballsy call. Uh, but 108 super coach points, I believe it was, maybe 110. He did really, really well. I thought uh, Toby Rudolph was fantastic as well for the Sharks. 
He's obviously had a few injuries throughout this year. He's now back, ready to go. Played some really good footy. Uh, Blake Braley, an absolute stint once again. He's having a fantastic season, Braley. I just feel like every year for the last three or four, Blake Braley has just got better and better and better and better. He's never really had that huge breakthrough season. You could probably argue it's this year, but I just feel like he's progressively got better year on year. And it'll be interesting to see where Blake Braley's at over the next couple of years because I think he'll just keep on adding strings to his bow. Um, Connor Tracy, the fullback, I think he's done a really good job filling in for Will Kennedy. I thought they'd really miss him, and there's no doubt that they have. But I think Connor Tracy has done a tremendous job uh, at fullback there. So the Sharkies, they have definitely hit some form. Uh, There is no doubting that, no questioning that. They are a side that you really don't want to come up against. And speaking of sides you don't want to come up against, they come up against the Newcastle Knights this week. So outside of Penrith and Brisbane... And probably the Warriors. I, I would argue the Sharkies and the Knights have probably been in slightly better form than the Warriors over the last two to three weeks. More so the Newcastle Knights than the Sharkies. But I mean, what the uh, what the Sharks did to the South Sydney Rabbitohs a couple of weeks ago, what they did to the Cowboys in this game, maybe there is an argument there. So that's going to be an absolute cracker. Uh, very keen to see how this Sharkies side goes against you know a, a team in top form. Obviously, South Sydney's a top eight side, uh, but they haven't been playing anywhere near their best footy. Uh, so yeah, very keen to see how that one plays out against the Newcastle Knights. That is by far and away game of the week next week. Cannot wait for it. Uh, for the Cows, Scotty Drinkwater obviously scored the first try. I thought he, he was just causing havoc all night, just doing what Scotty Drinkwater does. Interesting to see him goal kick. Um, also, for you super coach players out there, I thought that was interesting. I, I didn't expect him to kick in this game. Uh, obviously, Val Holmes out and whatnot. I think it was Chad that was kicking last week, but Drinky took it over, so that makes him very interesting. Valamay, we speak about him every Every single week. He scored a try in this, but where he's come from as a Canberra Raiders winger that I genuinely didn't think was a first grader to where he is now, very impressive. Ruben Cotter, he got to it through his usual work as he always does. Leilua was dangerous as well. Taumalolo, not quite himself at the moment, is he? I mean, he's looking good, but by the standards, the, the lofty standards that we've set for Taumalolo over the years, he's not quite hitting those heights. They take on the Cowboys next week. That'll be a really interesting game. It'll really test the Cowboys. It's a must-win game. They play the Panthers the week after, who hopefully, for the sake of the Cowboys, they'll be resting players that week. But the, the Cows, it is very simple. They have to win every game from here on in, in my opinion. All right, that was Thursday night footy. Let's move to the Friday night game, the first game, where the New Zealand Warriors 29 over the Manly Seagulls 22. And guess who scored three tries? Dallin Watani Zalesniak. What a season he is having. I think it was the first try he scored. Good God, I have never seen someone stand up Ruben Garrick like that. He obviously broke six tackles before that, but it was the last move that really blew me away. The form that DWZ is in at the moment is incredible. I remember about 12 weeks ago, he was actually sitting on our waiver wire and draft. He wasn't in the team, wasn't really doing much, and uh, fuck, I wish I would have snatched him up. I remember having a long, hard look at him, and I'd love to know the reasons why I didn't pick him up, because he's been absolutely killing it. Obviously, the great Timmy Williams brought him into his Supercoach side this week, laid on three tries, had me absolutely shitting myself and carrying on a treat uh, on Friday night. Tohu had Harris, this is the third week or the second week in a row. I think it might be the third week in a row I have benched him and he has scored a try in Supercoach. So very, very tough. Torhu Harris, he is in incredible form. He's having a fantastic season. I sort of thought he'd slow down this year, to be honest with you, and I think he's done literally the opposite. Uh, I think he's still the most slept on 13 in our game. He is tremendous. Uh, Maratanair Kore, he scored late as well. Uh, but the Warriors, they're putting together a pretty damn impressive season. SJ kicked a field goal late. Adam Pompey kicked Four from nine goals. AFB, 
terrorizing as always. He was tremendous, Adam Vanilla Blake. He just does it week in, week out. He really is establishing himself uh, himself as one of the premier front rowers in our game. Uh, now, we mentioned, obviously, Dallin Watani's Lesniak scoring three tries. I mean, Jason Saab scored three tries as well, and he scored three in about 20 minutes, which was very impressive. A first-half hat trick for Jason Saab. Unfortunately, uh, it was the last point that the Manly Seagulls scored in the 37th minute. They weren't able to cross after that. They did lead 22 points to 16. So the Seagulls really pushed the uh, New Zealand Warriors. Obviously, it was over there. Uh, far from ideal. Pre- pretty tough to go over there. That They were missing troops already. Morgan Harper had to come in. Um, they made a change of Josh Schuster. Uh, he, he didn't play huge minutes, uh, to be fair. But they did make a change there with Jakey Arthur coming into the 5-8 uh, role, which I thought was a really interesting one. And credit to Jake Arthur. Um, I, I wasn't really expecting too much. I thought he did pretty well. Scored the first try. Uh, I, I'm not convinced Jake Arthur is ever going to be a superstar, but I think he can be a first-grade ball player. Um, I just, I'm just not sure if he's the sort of guy you want to build around. But uh, they have got Luke Brooks, so it's not like he is the future, but he's a good guy to have in your squad to be able to come in and you know score on the first try. A really good not, knock by Jakey Arthur there. Thought DCE, he was in control all night. Looked very good. No shock that Jason Scarb scored three tries. There was a controversial one uh, of a DCE pass, I believe it was. <laughs> that was a bit iffy. I don't know about it. Uh, Touchy obviously missed it, didn't call it. It could have been a forward pass. Could have just been a knock-on as well. I mean, it hit the ground after going forward. Uh, but, yeah, got away with that one. Jason Saab to score there. Jake Javoyevich got through a stack of work. I thought Olakowatu looked really dangerous as well. Toa Sipley, he's really stepped up over the last few weeks. Obviously, obviously they're missing a lot of middles. And I really thought the Seagulls would get smashed through the through the middle week in, week out. Tower Sipley, I think he's really plugged up quite a bit there. He's been very, very impressive, Sipley. Um, yeah, look, uh, the Manly Seagulls, I think they've played really well the last few weeks. Just not able to get Ws on the board. Close losses to the Penrith Panthers and then to the New Zealand Warriors. Two top four teams uh, that I think it's fair to say most of us probably didn't expect the Seagulls to be competing with realistically. Um, so, yeah, the Warriors, they might... On. I think they've just about locked up a top four spot. I can't really see them moving out of third place. I think that's where they'll be. I think they'll either have to go to Penrith or to Brisbane in week one, which will be a huge test for the Waz, but uh, they've responded to every test that has been sent their way so far so hard. Hard to doubt them, uh, but I'm, I'm, you know, it is hard to doubt them, but I'm also not quite convinced they're at that level of the Panthers and the Broncos just yet. But final still two weeks away, uh, and hopefully the Warriors can build to it and really start to peak at the right time of the year, which I think realistically is the biggest challenge in this competition. Making the top four is fantastic, but you've got to be play your best footy for that four-week period. We know the Penrith Panthers can. Can the Warriors? Can the Broncos? Can the Melbourne Storm? That's the big question at the end of the day. All right, let's move to the late game. Friday night, the Sydney Roosters, 34 points to 12 over the Parramatta Eels at Combank Stadium. Obviously, both teams playing for their season here. Uh, Parramatta, obviously, without Mitch Moses. They did get Sevo back. They got uh, RCG back as well. So two big ins there, but I think it was very evident uh, that despite... 
all of Dill Brown's efforts and how well he did go, um, yeah, wasn't able to counter the loss of Mitch Moses. Start with the Eels first, I guess. As, as I said, I thought Dill Brown was tremendous. He tried all night, came up with a couple of very big defensive efforts as well. Jermaine Hopgood played out on the edge. I was pretty impressed. I thought he got through a stack of work. He looked really good. I sold him in Supercoach last week thinking, oh, his workload will be down. He scored 74 points. He absolutely killed it. Jermaine Hopgood, he was very, very impressive. Bryce Cartwright, he just c- continues this tremendous season that he is having. It really has been impressive. Um, yeah, not too much else to take from this Parramatta side. I, I just don't know where they're going to... Yeah, they've obviously got a buy in, uh, in the last round. So they play Penrith this week, Battle of the West. Hopefully they get up for that one, but I do really worry about them taking on this Penrith side without Mitch Moses. But uh, they do have a very good record against the Penrith Panthers and... I mean, Parramatta's got nothing to play for. Penrith, it depends how badly they want that minor premiership, but I think both sides for the Battle of the West will get up for this one, but it is obviously uh, at blue bets. So that makes it very, very tough. Uh, but yeah, the Parramatta Eels, uh, pretty disappointing performance at Combank Stadium, especially against the Roosters side that's I mean, they're in top eight contention. They're not a top eight team. They're not really playing like a top eight team either, realistically. The Roosters, uh, I thought James Tedesco was fucking tremendous. He obviously got knocked out in the 60th minute, uh, which sucks for Teddy because I thought he was playing some of his best footy. Uh, He came up with some really nice attacking players. I still do think sometimes he sort of gets in the way a little bit and he disrupts things at at times. So it will be really interesting to see next week how they go with Manu because that's also how I feel about Joey Manu when he jumps in at fullback. Uh, But full credit to Teddy. I thought this was one of the better games he has played in quite some time. He obviously scored the first try. Nice little play. Uh, I think he scored the third try as well, and he set up a few others. Just before he got knocked out, he actually uh, dropped a ball that was only a metre or two away from scoring, and then he created an opportunity for Suwali, who dropped it going into the corner. Uh, And then Teddy, obviously, that high tackle. I think it was Micah Sivo that got him and had to leave the field. And it looks like... No, it's not. It looks like it is confirmed uh, that Teddy will miss the game next week. So big loss there for the Sydney Roosters. Far from ideal. Sua Lee scored two tries, was everywhere. He's really starting to come into his own now. Um, I, I, you know, obviously he came in with a lot of big, big raps on him, Sua Lee, and it's taken him time. But I do think he is starting to get there and starting to look good. It is unfortunate we're going to lose him for a couple of years. Uh, but I am very, very confident in saying that Sua Lee, he will return to the NRL. And I think he'll do very well when he does return. Still got plenty of time until he comes, depending what happens here. He might go to Union next year. I heard reports the Dragons might have a crack at him. I personally think he'll be at the Roosters or he'll be at Union. I think those are the two options. I can't see him going to another club realistically. Um, you know, they obviously have got Dom Young, so maybe they could move Sua Lee to another club. I just don't think they would. I, I think if, if Sua Lee is not going to be at the Roosters, I think he'll just get a head start on his Union career. Uh, Josh Wong was really good as well. Scott, his first try in the NRL, I'm pretty sure it is. So shout out to him. Fantastic. I, I really do think he is going to be a star of the future. Nat Butcher obviously scored a try, but it's just the amount of work that Nat Butcher gets through. He is just unbelievable. It's crazy how much he's able to get through in a game. Um, Nat Butcher, very, very impressive football, and I think he's going to genuinely be a leader at the Sydney Roosters uh, very, very soon. Also, shout out to Luke Keery. I thought he had a really good game. I've been critical of him throughout the year. I thought he came out with some really nice plays. He had a poor knock on at one point in this game that really frustrated me, uh, but other than that, I thought Luke Keery was pretty good in this one. The Roosters laid 18 points to 6 at halftime and really went on with it. Shout out to Lindsay Collins. Uh, he came up with about 6 
17 fucking origin plays in this game. I don't know how he is constantly appearing in the right spot every single time, but it just feels like every single time the Roosters are in trouble and there's a scramble moment or there's a break and someone's chasing, he just always seems to be there. And he doesn't always have an impact on the play, but just his body is always around there. He must be so fit, Lindsay Collins, and just have so much ticker. And it all it, it just all comes back to what Billy Slater was talking about um, during the origin series. He picked guys that never stop moving. And Jesus, ever since he said that, I just can't see anything else with Lindsay Collins. He just never stops. The guy just doesn't have a break. Obviously, the Roosters, they won this without Jared Rhea Hargraves. He didn't feature in this one. So it was a big, big test for them. And Lindsay Collins really stepped up. He went head-to-head with Junior Bolo. He went head-to-head with Regan Campbell-Giddard, Ryan Madison, Jermaine Hopgood, Joe Fengali, these sort of guys. And he came out on top. So shout out to him. A tremendous effort. Uh, <laughs> what the Queens and Maroons have done to Lindsay Collins is fucking incredible. He's a guy that I honestly, I'm pretty sure when I picked my Origin 1 team for Queensland three weeks out from Origin 1, I didn't have him in my team. Right now, he's probably my second or third picked front rower for the Kangaroos. And if you said he's your first, I'd go, yep, I understand why. He's having a tremendous season and turning into a fantastic leader, Lindsay Collins. All right, let's move to Super Saturday. Good God, what about this first game? The Tigers... 24 over the Dolphins, 23. How bloody good. Fantastic to see the West Tigers get a W here. Uh, it was as controversial as you could possibly get. Fanua Bowles scored the first try. We tipped him as our Smokey at $5.80 to cross. So hopefully you swallowed that up. Uh, Jermaine Osako, he hit back. Obviously, uh, Cody Nicarima throwing a brilliant pass out there. Shout out to Cody Nicarima. What a season he's had. He has been tremendous. As I've said a few times, when I saw him play fullback last year for the Bunnies, I went never again. Uh, what he's done there has been fantastic. He obviously moved to hooker throughout this game, uh, which allowed Trey Fuller to come on the field. We'll talk about him very soon, uh, but a very, very impressive debut. A couple of young guys here I was very happy to see. Obviously, uh, Fanua Bowl, he, he, he scored a try. I've got a, I've got big raps on him. Jack Bostock, who was playing for the Dolphins, he, he got up at one point over the top of David Nofaluma. I think it's a spot the team should target more. Noff um, up in the air. I think you can catch him out there. Trey Fuller as well. Wow, what a debut. Absolutely blew it away. 26 years old. He's played about 80 games in the Queensland Cup over the last six or seven years. So you do the maths. I think it goes back to like 2018, I want to say. Uh, obviously, a lot of injuries and uh, and a lot of roadblocks and whatnot. But uh, I think Wayne Bennett described him as one of the toughest players he's ever seen, which is a huge compliment when you consider how long Wayne Bennett's been around for and how many guys he's seen. So it didn't shock me in the slightest that he burst onto the scene in first grade because Wayne Bennett backed him, uh, and he certainly did provide. So congratulations to him. Very, very impressive. Uh, Asu Kapara, another one that we absolutely love. He scored the second try for the West Tigers. I don't, I don't know what it is with this guy. I just He's got something about him, and I really hope the West Tigers find out a spot, to find out how to utilize him. I'm happy if he's in the centers, but I personally think he'd be more of a better edge back rower. They've obviously got Bateman and Isaiah Papalese. There isn't really a spot for him at the moment, but I just think putting him on through the middle, he's really hard to handle, Asu Kapoa. I think he has got a future. Alex Seafarth scored as well. Fuck, he has been good this year. Uh, just, you know, he just flies under the radar. He's got a bit of like the Luke Garner's about him when he was at the West Tigers. Obviously, Garner hasn't kicked on like I anticipated he would, but Seafarth, he's just tough compromising and he just he just does the tough shit that you want done. I think he's really underrated in that side. Dane Laurie, wow, what a game. He was everywhere, Dane Laurie. His last two weeks have been tremendous. If you're the West Tigers, I'm sitting here going, fuck, I can't believe we're losing this guy to go and be 
essentially an extension of the squad for the Penrith Panthers. I don't think he'll be in their best 17, Dane Laurie. I think when there's an injury, he'll come in and he will absolutely carve it up in the Penrith Panthers system. Uh, but the West Tigers losing him, a huge loss. Obviously, that's off the back of Luke Brooks as well. Uh, so they're two first-choice halves. It looks like Brooksy probably won't play again this year. Shout-out to Brooksy. After this game, they had a presentation from the West Tigers, and I think they gave him a barbecue, which might be the most West Tigers thing I've ever seen. And I know I've said that on a number of occasions this year, but they just keep stepping it up and get more West Tigery as we go. Uh, I really do hope they can turn around. Obviously, a lot of controversy last week with Timmy Sheens and whatnot, but this was a real bright side. And then Appy, obviously playing halfback. You could really tell the Tigers were missing just a genuine kicking game. Obviously, they had Dane Laurie. They had Appy. Two guys that aren't noted kickers of the ball. Appy did all of their long kicking. And good God, he looked uncomfortable doing it. Uh, but Appy, he's, you know, and, and you could tell at halftime he did an interview and he was absolutely gassed. So Appy, that's used to making 30 tackles and a half and comes off, you know, completely fine. Just from the amount of talking, the amount of organizing and everything, you could see how much of a toll it took on Appy. And then for him to step up at the end of the game, and now that goal, and that's in an awkward spot too, yeah. Like people say, oh, I'll kick it from the sideline. That's all good and well. Kicking it from the sideline 30 metres out and just a little bit in, it's a very, very awkward spot to kick from. Hit the crossbar, bounced over. I think Abby said after that he actually bet one of the boys, I think it was uh, Brandon Wakeham, for a coffee the day before that he'd get it from there. So he's very confident from that moment. But I'm really happy for Abby to have that moment because he has absolutely worked his dick off this year and he hasn't really been rewarded for it uh, throughout the season. So fantastic for him to have that moment. Jakey Simkin had a good game as well. I thought Isaiah Papali'i, he probably hasn't lived up to what we expected him to from the standard he set at the Parramatta Eels, but I think he has been very good this year, Isaiah Papali'i, and I think this was another solid game from him. Johnny Babin went about his work, sort of played a bit of a roaming lock roll in the second half and, and looked dangerous just as Johnny Bateman does. He's just a little bit unorthodox. Thought he got injured at one point. I think it was a Sean O'Sullivan potential hit drop from memory, uh, but he looked okay trotting around after, so hopefully he is sweet. I thought Stefano had some really good moments. Oh, the, the debutant, Tristan Riley. Now, Tristan has come from Rugby Union. He was playing for Ramwick Rugby last year, I believe. I think he played for the Tars as well. I saw him at Ramwick Rugby, and I, I was a little bit nervous about him coming over, if I'm completely honest with you. I wasn't quite sure where he was going to land, how he was going to go, but he looks really good in this game. He actually made a break very early and he sort of got himself in an awkward position. He he sort of zoned into he sort of like uh, zoned infield a little bit too much for a draw and pass and got himself in a bit of an awkward spot, but came up with some big defensive efforts as well. So shout out to Tristan Riley, really solid debut. Obviously, he sort of got overshadowed by your Weavers uh, and your Trey Fullers this weekend, but I thought he was very, very solid, so congratulations to him. Um, yeah, good win by the West Tigers. They will take it. Uh, they take on the Roosters next week without James Tedesco, so I think the Tigers are a sniff there. I'm going to back the Roosters, but I think the Tigers are a sniff. The Dolphins, uh, yeah, look, we already sort of spoke about them. Trey Fuller, he was fantastic. It was great to see Jack Bostock back in the side. I thought you and Aiken played really tough, uh, as he always does. Obviously, Connolly Lemuelu, Hamiso out, Jeremy Marshall King. I mean, if you were to write down probably their top 10 players, I reckon they were missing four or five of them, so if not more. So, very, very tough for the Dolphins, uh, but I thought they well and truly held their own in this game. Um, you can really just see that DNA of who the Dolphins are and who they're going to be moving forward. Um, so, yeah, shout out to them. Trey Fuller, fantastic debut. was great to see. I thought Josh Kerr was good as well. Got through a heap of work. I'll tell you who else I didn't mention that was fantastic for the West, West Tigers. Alex Twoll. 
every I, I wonder what his post contact meters look like, and I hope I don't get my pants pulled down here. But I felt like every time he ran, he made a heap of meters. He ran for 155 meters, 12, so he was the most for the West Tigers. But I felt like his post contact meters, he was absolutely flying. Where is he? Uh, post contact meters, Alex Twole. Yeah, so he ran for 155 meters and 60 post contact, so he's topped the Tigers forward pack. In fact, he topped the Tigers entire team. No, he didn't. David Nofaluma, 63 post contact meters. Next best was um, Alex Twole. So very, very impressive performance from Twole. Thought he was fantastic. 60 post contact meters off 13 runs. David Nofaluma had 63 off 18. Yeah, so he had five more runs. that came out with three more post contact meters. So full credit to Alex Twole. I thought it was his best game. I've seen him play in quite some time. So shout out to Twole. Uh, let's move to the middle game for Super Saturday at the Penrith Panthers 40 over the Gold Coast Titans 14. Um, look, the Penrith Panthers obviously missing a couple of troops. They rested Scotty Sorensen. They rested Brian To'o. Uh, Spencer Lenu came back on the side. Isaac Tungo still out of the side. Um, I thought Penrith were really bang average to start this game. The first 20 minutes, very un-Penrith. Uh, the Gold Coast Titans they actually scored the through first try through Cleese Haas. And uh, honestly, I was watching him go through the gap and I was sort of watching him from a distance, watching him going, oh, Fafita swapped sides. And then I got close to the TV and realized, holy fuck, it's Cleese Haas. This guy, a couple of weeks ago, played an entire game and took one hit up. And then he, in, against the Penrith Panthers, he's making a break from almost halfway to score. Incredible stuff. Um, look, after that, you know, it sort of started to fall away of the Penrith Panthers. It still wasn't overly pretty uh, for the vast majority of the game, but the Panthers, they are just so classy that they were able to get it done. For the Titans, Campiera scored, and for Fido, just more individual brilliance once again. Obviously, uh, Jaden Campbell got injured in this one, so we do wish him all the very best. Poor bastard. I was really looking forward to watching him play out the rest of the year. AJ Brimson came back in. He was very strong, especially um, around the ruck. Jeez, he goes hard into some guys that he's given away a lot of weight to, AJ Brimson. Very, very tough footballer. Um, um, I thought that Chrissy Randall, once again, our boy, he was very good at nine. Uh, we saw the debut of Tommy Weaver. Uh, we've been talking about him for quite some time. Uh, I believe he is a Palm Beach Corumban, or is he Kebra? One of the two products. I can't remember which one. Don't quote me. You guys, Some of you guys will know. Uh, but he was the Australian schoolboys halfback a couple of years ago. Was very, very impressive in this game. Obviously, a few times he kicked early and whatnot, uh, which was probably the wrong time to kick, but... I love to see that sort of confidence in young halves that he just backs his ability and he backs it in completely. So you can look at it as a negative. I look at it as a positive and with more experience and more time, he'll start to get more and more used to uh, the right, you know, what, understanding the moment is what I call it. Understand the moment and what's needed for that specific moment. Halves don't have it straight away. Sometimes it can take five or six years, yeah, but I, th- I think there's, there's something to work with there with Tommy Weaver. I like the look of him. Um, I thought that... Mofoda Waker, once again, him and Tino, they were both tremendous. Got through a stack of work. Uh, they've got such a good foundation to build around here, the Gold Coast Titans in this forward pack. Uh, some very, very talented guys there between Fafita, Fodda Waker, and Tino. Uh, absolutely love those three. Um, such a good foundation to have every single week. Thought Brian Kelly was good as well against Penrith's side that was, um, you know, causing havoc. I thought he held his own. So, And Jermaine Jolliffe, once again, we always like him. He's always having a red-hot crowd. 
crack. I don't think he's ever going to be a star. I don't think he's ever going to be in the same conversation as your Fafitas, Fodawakas, Tinos. Uh, but, geez, he's a good depth guy to have and a fantastic guy just to have coming off your bench. And when you have injuries to play big minutes, he'll do a job for you every day of the week. Good to see Arlick as well. Uh, he obviously uh, came off the bench and whatnot, but I really like him. I think he has got potential as well. Uh, let's have a look at the Penny Panthers. Obviously, a big victory here. Uh, Dylan Edwards, probably the star of the show. I thought he had an absolute blinder. Scored the first try for the Panthers. Uh, scored one later, later on a few. He was everywhere. Dill Edwards, Tyron Peachy damaging as always, causing havoc. Isaiah Yo, he just he just does it week in, week out, Isaiah Yo. Scored a try here, which is great to see. Just the work he gets there every week, the direction he gives them. And look, I'll be honest, like the first 30 minutes, as I said, the Penrith Panthers were not impressive at all. They're actually really disappointing. Um, but for them to go to the Gold Coast and beat the Titans 40 points to 14 when they only played you know, proper Panther footy for 50 minutes. Pretty bloody impressive, especially when you consider the guys they were missing as well. And some of the guys that came in didn't really have their best game. Zach Hosking wasn't overly impressive. Only played 52 minutes, missed a few really soft tackles in the start of the game as well. Um, so plenty of positives to take for the Penrith Panthers, despite not playing well. Liam Martin scored a very nice drive. A kick, Stephen Crichton, was just causing havoc all night. So the Penny Panthers do what the Penny Panthers do, as per usual. Um, and, yeah, I think this is a team that's just keeping just there. They're just doggy paddling in this pool that everyone else is trying to do every, their best stroke they possibly can because they know come September, that's when they need to pull it on, and they certainly will. So a uh, very positive night. Nathan Cleary, a guy that a lot of people captained in Supercoach, he ended up getting updated to 93, so you will take that every day of the week. A pretty good result there. Dylan Edwards was a top scorer there, 114 from memory it was. Uh, so a very good performance from Dill. All right, let's move to the late game on Saturday. Uh, the Melbourne Storm, 38 over the Dragons, 28. Um Honestly, I thought I was watching a huge upset here. The Dragons started really, really well. I thought that there was going to be a bit of a boil over here. Uh, shout out before we get to the Dragons. Will Warbrick, three tries in the first 33 minutes. He was tremendous. He's been out of this team for a couple of weeks, came back in, well and truly earned his spot once again. He was very, very impressive, Will Warbrick. Uh, but a boy, that, uh, our boy, our boy that we've been talking about for the last few weeks for the Dragons, Billy Burns, finally rewarded this week with two tries. I think he's been very good for the last few weeks for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Another guy, I don't think he's ever going to be a superstar or a rep footballer, but very, very handy, Billy Burns. And uh, I think he has got a future at the Dragons in the back row there. Tyrell Sloan, Tyrell Sloan scored a good little try. Uh, just lightning quick. Taltal Moan as well. Ravalawa scored late. Uh, but yeah, look, I thought the Dragons held their own. I thought they put up a fantastic fight here against the Melbourne Storm. Obviously at home, they usually do. Uh, and this game was probably a little bit close than what the scoreline says as well. Jerome Hughes scored a try late. The game was still in the balance. Jerome Hughes scored a try. Nick Meaney converted it. And then he also had a penalty goal right on full time. So, you know, there was eight points there and they only won by 10. So this game was really in the balance uh, until late in the game. Dragons were coming home. And then Benny Hunt, unfortunately, fuck, he didn't deserve it. Had a big, big shot put on him, uh, which forced a turnover that Hughesy scored off. Uh, I thought Moses Sully was fantastic. Uh, I just love this guy's storyline. I really didn't think he was going to make it in the NRL a couple of years ago. He's worked hard uh, and he's just worked 
worked on himself as well, I think, which is which is the key thing with Moses Sully. He always had the talent. He always had the size, speed, all the ability in the world, but he had to really work on himself, and he really has. And he, even in losses like this, once again, he's one of their most consistent, which is wild. Uh, Blake Laurie, jeez, he's had a good season, Blake Laurie. I feel like he's finally come of age. The boys from the weekly rubdown, they've been singing his praises for years now, and you're finally starting to see the sort of footy uh, that we, we always thought he was capable of, but we just weren't sure if we were ever going to really see it consistently. And I genuinely think, genuinely think that we have this year. He's been very, very good, um, Blake Laurie. So, look, Dragons, uh, disappointing loss and, you know, Never good to lose and what I understand that Dragon fans are probably sick of hearing this, but I do think they are improving every single week. I think they are playing better footy now than what they were earlier in the year. You gotta remember in this game too, they're missing Jack DeBellin. Uh, they're also missing Zach Lomax. So missing a few really key pieces. They made a change here with the hookers as well. Jacob Little came off the bench, played the back end of the game, which I thought was interesting. I didn't expect that to happen. Really fucked me in draft, but I managed to get a win anyway, so that is okay. Uh, but not ideal there. Dan Russell's the other one I want to mention too. He held his own as well. Uh, those two edge back rowers, I really like both of them. And if you had Billy Burns on your bingo card to score a Supercoach 100 this weekend, you're probably telling Porky Pies. Uh, when we have a look at the Melbourne Storm, as I said, Warbrick absolutely killed it. But Eli Katoa, wow. Uh, we brought him into our Supercoach side this week. We had a feeling about him over the next few weeks. He scored two tries in five minutes. And then I think he was actually given a try assist for a shot that he put on Ben Hunt that he got a turnover from. So, you know, I've never seen that before in Supercoach or in stats. Insane, but this shot was so good that they went, nah, fuck it, let's give him a try assist without even touching the ball. Unbelievable. Uh, but Eli Katoa, he was ever, I thought he was very impressive. I thought Xavier Coates had a really strong game as well. Harry Grant did his work around the ruck. Nick Meaney, obviously you've got Ryan Pappenhausen probably going to return over the next few weeks, but you've just got to find a spot for Nick Meany in your side somewhere. He's been so consistent. Uh, Suofo Longo, who we've been speaking about, obviously, since the preseason, he's been carving it up in Queensland Cup, playing on the wing. When Pappy goes back to first grade, he'll probably jump in at fullback. He's a guy we're actually going to touch on over the next few weeks, so stay tuned for that. We're doing a bit of stuff with the Host Plus Cup, the uh, the old Queensland Cup up there, so stay tuned for that on social media. Really, really exciting little collaboration there. Josh King got through his work, as he always does, and Husey sort of already mentioned him. He obviously put Eli Katoa over some tries. He, he scored one himself late. He was everywhere, Jerome Hughes. And he's probably the halfback that's slipping under the radar towards the back end of the season here, as he always does, Jerome Hughes. So one to keep an eye on. One of these games where Cam Munster is pretty quiet. Uh, didn't really do too much. I, I haven't had a look at his stats, but from watching the game, I really don't remember him doing much at any point, Cam Munster. Um, 12 runs, 98 metres. So, I mean, to, to run 98 metres isn't bad. Three tackle breaks. Um, six missed tackles, Cam Munster. That's not great for him. But yeah, just wasn't a game for Cam Munster. Didn't really have all that much involvement in this game. Uh, it was more Husey and uh, Harry Grant. And Nick Meany, to, to, to be fair, those guys really lit it up. So, yeah, and that's the beauty of the Melbourne Storm. You know, they've got so many of these star players in their spine that if one of them's down, the other ones can be up, and it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Uh, so, yeah, good win by the Melbourne Storm. They needed it to keep themselves in that top four, and I personally think they will hold on to that spot. 
All right, Sunday afternoon, the Newcastle Knights, 29 points to 10, that one point coming from the boot of Adam Clune. He also scored a try during the game, which we tipped to you guys. I think it was at about 5.50 or something like that. We really like Clune. I, I think he's got a lot of ability, and I think he's a very handy player to have in your squad. And I think there's a lot of teams that could do with having, having Clune in their extended squad. I believe, I could be wrong, but I think he is going to Super League, and I can't believe there's, there's you know 17 NRL teams and not one of them can find a spot for Clune on their in their squad just seems outrageous to me. Hopefully he's able to get a contract. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like him. Uh, Greg Marshew carved it up in the first half. He scored three tries in 36 minutes, and I think he only got touched once across those three tries. Bradman Best put him over 4-1, and Caelan Ponga set him up for the other two. KP absolutely terrorized that Rabideau's right edge, which is normally uh, highlighted by Campbell Graham, one of the best defensive centers in the comp. But KP, he absolutely cut him to pieces today. Uh, so a pretty disappointing afternoon afternoon for Campbell Graham. Uh, pretty disappointing afternoon for the South Sydney Rabbitohs in general. We'll get to them. Daniel Saifidi scored a try off a beautiful kick from Phoenix Crossland. Shout out to Phoenix Crossland as well. If you get the opportunity, go and watch uh, the Newcastle Knights' first try. They score through Greg Marcia. Watch the pass from Phoenix Crossland. It is an absolute cracker. Matty the Waterboy, uh, he, he he texted me about it as soon as it happened. And I just sat there and went, fuck, there's not a hope in hell Phoenix lands that pass three months ago. Go and watch it. It's an absolute cracker. It beats two and three defenders just from dummy half because of the width of the pass and where it lands. Very, very impressive. It allows Clune to get the ball, take two steps and give it to KP, who is at top pace, and it's just over by then. Uh, Daniel Saifidi scored a try off a brilliant little Phoenix Crossland kick, a lovely touch. I believe, I haven't had this confirmed, but I believe it was actually on the eighth tackle in a seven-tackle set. So disappointing there for South Sydney, a tough one. Clune scored his try, as we said, $4.50. I'm, I'm actually not sure how they gave that try. Uh, Latrell Mitchell knocked it on in the in goals, to be fair, and I probably think the Knights would have scored it anyway, but it did hit the referee, so I'm not quite sure how we just ignored that. Maybe it was just a common-sense call, but I personally think if the ball hits the referee at any point, you probably just need to call dead ball, which probably means you need to take it back out and do the play again. But Latrell Mitchell had already knocked on, so I almost would have said, you know what, Newcastle Knights line drop out, let's just run with that. A very messy one, a tough one there for the referees, but I don't think... You can just ignore uh, the ball hitting the referee. Uh, and, of course, Latrell Mitchell was trying to come up with points in the back end of the game, come up with a pretty poor knock-on at one point. Bradman Best swooped it up and took it all the way to the house. So, very good win by the Newcastle Knights at home v South Sydney with all their stars and all their middle forwards returning and everything. But I thought in the first 30 minutes, it really was the Newcastle middles who won this game for them. I've been critical of them throughout the year, but I thought they were all tremendous today. The Sofides really stood up. Leo Thompson, he's the best front row forward in that team right now. He was going great guns. Adam Elliott, Matty Croker, all those guys had a red-hot crack. It was a very, very good performance from the Newcastle Knights. The other guy that I thought was very good in this game was Kurt Mann. Didn't play enormous minutes, but good God, when he was on, he played bloody tough. Uh, Lockie Fitzgibbon has got an injury coming out of this game, so it'll be interesting to see what the Knights do. I reckon they might be tempted to play Adam Elliott on that edge and potentially use Kurt Mann as their 13 over the next few weeks. So keep an eye on that spot. The other one that they could obviously go for is just to bring Johns into the side. They've got plenty of options there, but uh, yeah, Adam Elliott may be on that left edge that uh, is absolutely humming. I, I wouldn't mind seeing it just quietly. So we'll see how that plays out. I thought Tyson Brazil was really tough as well throughout this game. Um, yeah, th this game was pretty spicy, obviously. Uh, there was a number of run-ins and whatnot. Um, Latrell Mitchell, he got Sinbin late in this game, which would have hurt all of you that captained him. That would have been a real kick in the dick for you, unfortunately. Uh, 
yeah, just he never really came up with big attacking stats, but he's just offloading at will all day. Thought Cam Murray was really good. He put Shaq Mitchell over for a brilliant try at one point. Very good ball playing there. Damien Cook was probably my best on ground for South Sydney, though. Obviously scored a try, but he just terrorized uh, the Newcastle Knights all day, but they just weren't able to get on the front foot with him, unfortunately. It was a bit of a one-man show for Damien Cook and then everyone else around him. Just a lot of errors. There was a lot of missed tackles from Campbell Graham. Lockie Elias came up with some absolute shockers. Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell just weren't quite on their game today. And Tane Milne had a few shockers as well, unfortunately. So a very, very frustrating day for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I imagine that would be a pretty tough camp. Obviously, they're now going into a bye, so they've got two weeks to think about. That could have been a four-point win there. Instead, it's a two with a bye going into the Sydney Roosters. So... Really interesting two weeks for South Sydney. They get to regroup, have two weeks just to work out where they're at, what their plan is for the run home. They've got a team that can win a premiership. There's no doubting that whatsoever. But at the moment, they're so far off the boil. Um, it's very, very disappointing. Shout out to Talos Duncan as well. I love this guy. Um, in your footballers, you want a bit of see you next Tuesday. And he has got just the perfect amount, Talos Duncan. I love watching him play. And I think he's going to be a superstar in our game. I think he is destined to play Origin and do all that sort of stuff. I just he's, he's got a bit of Cam Murray about him. I love watching him play Talos Duncan. Uh, so hopefully he stays at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. He obviously was at the Roosters. They let him go. He's now at the Rabbitohs, and he, and he looks very much so at home there. Um, let's have a look at the last game. We had the Canberra Raiders. Shock me, winning 1-12 over the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um Oh, Jesus, this was just an ugly game uh, from start to finish. A lot of points scored, so it was entertaining. There's no doubting that. Um, I thought Jordan Rapana had an absolute blinder. I had a few people that sent me on Instagram their Supercoach draft games. There was one fellow who was up by 150, uh, and all that was left was the other guy had Jordan Rapana, so he thought, beautiful, I could win by 149 here, not knowing Jordan Rapana. He scored 160 points on his own, Rapana. Unbelievable. By far and away, the top, tri- the top point scorer of the week in Supercoach. Coach, absolutely brained it. Had some very, very good plays in this game. I think he kicked for a try at one point, scored one himself, just a tough carry. He was everywhere at Geordie Rapana, so shout out to him. A very, very impressive game. I thought the middles were fantastic. Joe Tapanay had a big performance. Uh, he almost set up a try early, but then he put he put Josh Papali'i over for one as well, and he just terrorized through the middle all day. Corey Horsbury got a HIA late. I'm not sure if he didn't pass it or what happened there. Hopefully he's available next week, but I thought Corey played big minutes and was great. Matty Timiko, we've spoken about him all year. Strike center. He was brilliant today. Terrorized the Canterbury Bulldogs. I um, I was having a look the other day, and we'll probably do it this week, picking our Kiwi side for the end of the year. And Matty Timiko, he's going to be an automatic pick at center for me. Um, absolutely love what he's doing at the moment. I can't wait to see him play at that next level in the rep arena. Josh Papali, we obviously mentioned him. He scored a try off Joe Tapanay. He was brilliant. Jared Croker scored one of the most awkward tries I've ever seen. Very Canberra Raiders. Essentially, no one went up for the kick, and I just happened to land in his chest and put it down. Um, I thought Hudson Young as well. He uh, he had a good game. He, he certainly went at it all day like he does. So a good win by the Canberra Raiders. Uh, for a moment there, I thought it was going to be 13 plus. Then I realized I'm living here on planet Earth where the Canberra Raiders simply do not win 13 plus. Let Canterbury score late through all people. Liam Knight, a former Raider. Um, for the Doggies... 
tries to Blake Wilkin, Blake Wilson, Jacob Kiraz, Toby Sexton, Liam Knight. Toby Sexton, a very much so a mixed afternoon. Came with some absolute shockers, but scored a good try there. Wasn't a good afternoon for Matty Burton. Uh, really struggled in parts. Did, did, did a few good things, to be fair. Uh, you know, obviously put Blake Wilson over. But some of his kicks and whatnot, just, uh, just very hard to work out what direction Canterbury are going in at times. Uh, very, very tough. Um, Tavita Pango Jr. obviously retired during the week. Uh, he came on and didn't really have a heap of impact there. Uh, made a mistake at one point, but then they got the Raiders out, so that sort of saved him. Uh, Jake Avrilo, good work at fullback. I, I, I think he's going to be a very, very good signing for the Dolphins. I think Canterbury will realise how much they miss just his versatility and what he brings once he's gone. Um, and Kiraz, geez, he got through some work, Jacob Kiraz. He's an absolute monster. I think center is definitely his position moving forward, Jacob Kiraz. Big, big fan of him there. Um, Corey Waddell as well. I thought he had a good game for Canterbury as well. Um, anyone else that stood out to me for Canterbury? Not really. It wasn't the, uh, wasn't the greatest performance for the poor old doggies. It's sort of been one of those uh, seasons for them. I'm not sure who they play. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. on the run home, but I'm hoping they don't have uh, big scores put on them because obviously the Canberra Raiders, they're not going great guns at the moment. Uh, so probably not too much of an indicator of that game, but I do hope for their fan base, Canterbury could put up a good fight in the run home. Next week, they play the Manly Seagulls at a core stadium. Jeez, Manly's been going pretty good the last few weeks, to be fair, despite not getting wins. And then the last game of the year, they play the Gold Coast Titans up there at Seabus. So, tough way to finish the season there. Gold Coast Titans, obviously, with a very big forward pack there. AJ Brimson, these sort of guys. I was going to say Jaden Campbell. Looks like he's going to be out for a period as well. So, yeah, it could be a tough finish to the season for the Canterbury Bulldogs. But I do hope for their for their loyal, loyal the most loyal fans in the game almost, I do hope that they put up some good performances there. Uh, guys, that will do us for our rapid review for round 25. A cracking round it was. As I said, guys, if you want to get my live reaction to the ladder and what it looks like right now, it's the podcast before this one. So go and have a listen to it. And then a little bit later today, we're going to have our Supercoach review for round 25. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.